0: Uvula Audio presents Volume 2 of the Sea Fairies Chapter 3 The Depths of the Deep Blue Sea Captain Bill stood up in the boat as if undecided what to do. Never a sailor man was more bewildered than this old fellow by the strangeness of the adventure he had encountered. At first he could hardly believe it was all true and that he was not dreaming. But there was Trot in the water, laughing with the mermaids, and floating comfortably about, and he couldn't leave his dear little companion to make the trip to the depths of the ocean alone.
1: "'Take my hand, please, Captain Bill,'
0: said Princess Clea, reaching her dainty arm toward him. And suddenly the old man took courage and clasped the soft fingers in his own. He had to lean over the boat to do this, and then there came a queer lightness to his legs, and he had a great longing to be in the water. So he gave a flop and flopped in beside Trot, where he found himself comfortable enough, but somewhat frightened. "'Lar sakes!' he gasped. "'Here's me in the water with my rheumatics. I'll be that stiff tomorrow. I can't wiggle.'
1: You're wiggling all right now,
0: observed Trot.
1: That's a fine tail you've got, Captain, and his green scales are just beautiful.
0: Are they green, eh? he asked, twisting around to try to see them.
1: Green as emeralds, Captain. How do they feel? Feel,
0: Trot? Feel Why this tail beats that old wooden leg all holler? "'I can do stunts now I couldn't have done in a thousand years with that
1: old pig.' "'And don't be afraid of the rheumatism,' advised the princess. "'No mermaid ever catches cold or suffers pain in the water.' "'Is Cap'n Bill a mermaid now?' asked Trot. "'Why, he's a merman, I suppose,' laughed the pretty princess. "'But when he gets home, he will just be Cap'n Bill again.' "'Wooden leg and all?'
0: inquired the child.
1: "'To be short, my dear.'
0: The sailor was now trying his newly discovered powers of swimming, and became astonished at the feats he could accomplish. He could dart this way and that with wonderful speed, and turn and dive, and caper about in the water far better than he had ever been able to do on land, even before he got the wooden leg." And the curious thing about this present experience was that the water did not cling to him and wet him as it had always done before. He still wore his flannel shirt and pea-jacket, and his sailor cap, but although he was in the water and had been underneath the surface, the cloth still seemed dry and warm. As he dived down and came up again, the drops flashed from his head and the fringe of his beard but he never needed to wipe his face or eyes at all. Trot, too, was having queer experiences, and enjoying them. When she ducked under the water, she saw plainly everything around her, as easily and distinctly as she had ever seen anything above the water. And by looking over her shoulder, she could watch the motion of her new tail, all covered with pretty, iridescent pink scales, which gleamed like jewels. She wore her dress, the same as before, and the water failed to affect it in the least. She now noticed that the mermaids were clothed, too, and their exquisite gowns were the loveliest things the little girl had ever beheld. They seemed made of a material that was like sheeny silk, cut low in the neck and with wide flowing sleeves, that seldom covered the shapely white arms of her new friends.' The gowns had trains that floated far behind the mermaids as they swam, but were so fleecy and transparent that the sparkle of their scales might have been seen reaching back to their waists, where the human form ended and the fish part began. The sea fairies wore strings of splendid pearls entwined around their throats, while more pearls were sewn upon their gowns for trimmings. They did not dress their beautiful hair at all, "'but let it float around them in clouds. "'The little girl had scarcely time to observe all this "'when the princess said,
1: "'Now, my dear, if you're ready, we will begin our journey, "'for it's a long way to our palaces. "'All right,'
0: answered Trot, "'and took the hand extended to her with a trustful smile.
1: "'Will you allow me to guard you, Cap'n Bill?'
0: "'asked the blonde mermaid.' "'extending her hand to the old sailor. "'Of course, Mom, yes,' he said, taking her fingers rather bashfully.
1: "'My name is Merla,'
0: she continued,
1: "'and I am cousin to Princess Clea. "'We must all keep together, you know, "'and I will hold your hand to prevent your missing the way.'
0: "'While she spoke they began to descend through the water.' and it grew quite dark for a time because the cave shut out the light. But presently Trot, who was eagerly looking around her, began to notice the water lightening, and saw they were coming into brighter parts of the sea.
1: "'We have left the cave now,' said Clea, "'and may swim straight home. "'I suppose there are no winding roads in the ocean,'
0: remarked the child, swimming swiftly beside her new friends.
1: "'Oh, yes, indeed. At the bottom, the way is far from being straight or level,'
0: replied Clea.
1: "'But we are in the mid-water right now, where nothing will hinder our journey. Unless—'
0: She seemed to hesitate, so Trot asked,
1: "'Unless what?' "'Unless we meet with disagreeable creatures,'
0: said the Princess.
1: "'The mid-water is not as safe as the very bottom, and that is the reason—' "'We are holding your hands.' "'What good would that do?' asked Trot. "'You must remember that we are fairies,'
0: said Princess Clea.
1: "'For that reason nothing in the ocean can injure us. "'But you two are mortals, and therefore not entirely safe at all times unless we protect you.'
0: "'Trot was thoughtful for a few moments, and looked around her anxiously.' "'Now and then a dark form would shoot across their pathway "'or pass them at some distance, "'but none was near enough for the girl to see plainly what it might be. "'Suddenly they swam right into a big school of fishes, "'all yellow tails, and of very large size. "'There must have been hundreds of them lying lazily in the water, "'and when they saw the mermaids, "'they merely wiggled to one side "'and opened a path for the sea fairies to pass through.'
1: "'Will they hurt us?' asked Trot. "'No, indeed,'
0: laughed the Princess.
1: "'Fishes are stupid creatures, mostly, and this family is quite harmless.'
0: "'How about sharks?' asked Captain Bill, who was swimming gracefully beside them, his hand clutched in that of pretty Merla.
1: "'Sharks may indeed be dangerous to you,' replied Clea. "'So I advise you keep them at a safe distance.' They never dare attempt to bite a mermaid, and it may be they will think you belong to our band, but it is well to avoid them, if possible. "'Don't get careless, Captain,'
0: added Trot. "'I surely won't, mate,' he replied. "'You see, I didn't use to be afraid of sharks, cause if they came near I'd stick my wooden leg at em. But now if they happens to fancy these green scales, it's all up to old Bill.'
1: "'Never fear,' said Merla. "'I'll take care of you on our journey, "'and in our palaces you will find no sharks at all.'
0: "'Can't they get in?' he asked anxiously.
1: "'No. The palaces of the mermaids are inhabited only by themselves. "'Is there anything else to be afraid of in the sea?'
0: asked the little girl, "'after they had swum quite a while in silence.
1: "'One or two things, my dear,'
0: answered Princess Clea.
1: Of course, we mermaids have great powers being fairies, yet among the sea-people is one nearly as powerful as we are, and that is the devil-fish. I know, said Trot. I've seen them. You've seen the smaller ones, I suppose, which sometimes rise to the surface or go near the shore and are often caught by fishermen, said Clea. "'But they are only second cousins of the terrible deep-sea devil-fish to which I refer.'
0: "'Those ones are bad enough, though,' declared Captain Bill. "'If you know any worse ones, I don't want an introduction to em.
1: "'The monster devilfish inhabit caves in the rugged mountainous regions of the ocean,'
0: "'resumed the princess.'
1: "'And they are evil spirits who delight in injuring all who meet them. "'None lives near our palaces.' "'so there is little danger of your meeting any while you are our guests.' "'I hope we won't,'
0: said Trot. "'None for me,' added Captain Bill. "'Devils of any sort ought to be given a wide berth, "'and devil fishes is worser than sea-serpents.'
1: "'Oh, you know about sea-serpents?'
0: asked Merla, as if surprised. "'Not much I don't,' answered the sailor. BUT I'VE HEARD TELL OF FOLKS who have SEEN them.
1: "'Did they ever live to tell the tale?'
0: asked Trot. "'Sometimes,' he replied. "'Oh, they're just awful creatures, mate!'
1: "'How easy it is to be mistaken,' said Princess Clea softly. "'We know the sea serpents very well, and we like them.' "'You do?'
0: exclaimed Trot.
1: "'Yes, dear. There are only three of them in all the world.' And not only are they harmless, but quite bashful and shy. They are kind-hearted, too. And although not beautiful in appearance, they do many kind deeds, and are generally beloved. Where do they live?
0: asked the child.
1: The oldest one, who is king of the ocean, lives quite near us, said Clea. His name is Anko.
0: How old is he? inquired Captain Bill curiously.
1: "'No one knows. He was here before the ocean came, "'and stayed here because he learned to like the water "'better than the land as a habitation. "'Perhaps King Onko is ten thousand years old, perhaps twenty. "'We often lose track of the centuries down here in the sea.' "'That's pretty old, isn't it?' said Trot. "'Older than Captain Bill, I would guess.'
0: "'Somewhat,' chuckled the sailor-man. "'Somewhat older, mate, but not by much. "'Perhaps the sea serpent ain't got grey whiskers.'
1: "'Oh, he has, yes,'
0: responded Merlo with a laugh.
1: "'And so have his two brothers, Anko and Inko. "'They each have an ocean of their own, you know. "'And once every hundred years they come here to visit their brother Anko. "'So we've seen all three many times.' "'Why, how old are mermaids, then?'
0: asked Trot, looking around at the beautiful creatures wonderingly.
1: "'We are like all ladies of uncertain age,'
0: rejoined the Princess with a smile.
1: "'We don't care to tell.' "'Older Captain Bill?' "'Oh, yes, dear,' said Clea. "'But we haven't any grey whiskers,'
0: added Merla merrily.
1: "'And our hearts are ever young!'
0: Trot was thoughtful. It made her feel solemn to be in the company of such old people. The band of mermaids seemed to all appearances young and fresh, and not a bit as if they had been soaked in water for hundreds of years. The girl began to take more notice of the sea maidens following after her. More than a dozen were in the group, all very lovely in appearance and clothed in the same gauzy robes as Merla and the princess. These attendants did not join in the conversation, but darted here and there in sportive play, and often Trot heard the tinkling chorus of their laughter. Whatever doubts might have arisen in the child's mind, through the ignorant tales of her sailor friend, she now found mermaids to be light-hearted, joyous, and gay, and from the first she had not been in the least afraid of her new companions.' How much farther do we have to go? Asked Captain Bill. Presently,
1: Are you getting tired?
0: Merlot inquired. No, said he. But I'm sort of anxious to see what your palaces look like. Inside the water, ain't as interesting as the top of it. It's fine for swimming, I'll agree, and I like it. But there ain't nothing special to see that I can make out.
1: That is true, sir,"
0: replied the princess.
1: "'We have purposely led you through the mid-water, "'hoping you would see nothing to alarm you "'until you get more accustomed to our ocean life. "'Moreover, we are able to travel more swiftly here. "'How far do you think we have already come, Captain?'
0: "'Oh, about two miles,' he answered.
1: "'Well, we are now hundreds of miles from the cave where we started,'
0: "'she told him. "'You don't mean that.' "'He exclaimed in wonder.
1: "'Then there's magic in it,'
0: announced Trot soberly.
1: "'True, my dear. "'To avoid tiring you and to save time, "'we have used a little of our fairy power,' said Clea. "'The result is that we are nearing our home. "'Let us go downward a bit now, "'for you must know that the Mermaid Palaces "'are at the very bottom of the ocean, "'in its very deepest parts.'
0: CHAPTER FOUR THE PALACE OF QUEEN AQUA RAIN Trot was surprised to find it was not at all dark or gloomy as they descended farther into the deep sea. Things were not quite so clear to her eyes as they had been in the bright sunshine above the ocean's surface. But every object was distinct, nevertheless, as if she saw it through a pane of green-tinted glass." The water was very clear, except for this green shading, and the little girl had never before felt so light and buoyant as she did now. It was no effort at all to dart through the water, which seemed to support her on all sides.
1: I don't believe I weigh anything at all,
0: she told Captain Bill. No more do I trot, said he. But that's natural seeing as we're under water so far. What bothers me most is how we manage to breathe, having no gills like fishes have.
1: Are you sure we haven't got any gills?
0: She asked, lifting her free hand to feel her throat. Sure. There the mermaids haven't any either, declared Captain Bill. Then... said Trot.
1: We're breathing by magic.
0: The mermaids laughed at the shrewd remark, and the princess said...
1: "'You have guessed correctly, my dear. "'Go a little slower now, for the palaces are in sight.' "'Where?'
0: asked Trot eagerly.
1: "'Just before you. "'In that grove of trees?'
0: inquired the girl. "'And really it seemed to her they were approaching a beautiful grove. "'The bottom of the sea was covered in white sand, "'in which grew many varieties of sea shrubs, "'with branches like those of trees.' Not all of them were green, however, for the branches and leaves were of a variety of gorgeous colors. Some were purple, shading down to light lavender, and there were reds all the way from a delicate rose-pink to vivid shades of scarlet. Orange, yellow, and blue shades were there, too, mingling with the sea-greens in a most charming manner. Altogether Trot found the brilliant coloring somewhat bewildering these sea shrubs which in size were quite as big and tall as the trees on earth were set so close together that their branches entwined but there were several avenues leading into the groves and at the entrance to each avenue the girl noticed several large fishes with long spikes growing upon their noses
1: these are sword fishes
0: remarked the princess as she led the band past one of these avenues
1: "'Are they dangerous?'
0: asked Trot.
1: "'Not to us,'
0: was the reply.
1: "'The swordfishes are among our most valued and faithful servants, "'guarding entrances to the gardens which surround our palaces. "'If any creatures try to enter uninvited, "'these guards fight them and drive them away. "'Their swords are sharp and strong, "'and they're fierce fighters, I assure you.'
0: "'I've known them to attack ships and stick their sores right through the wood,'
1: said Captain Bill. "'Those belong to the wandering tribes of swordfishes,' explained the princess. "'These, who are our servants, are too sensible and intelligent to attack ships.'
0: The band now headed into a broad passage through the gardens, as their memories call these gorgeous groves, and the great swordfishes guarding the entrance made way for them to pass, afterward resuming their posts with round and watchful eyes. As they slowly swam along the avenue, Trot noticed that some of the bushes seemed to have fruit growing on them. But what these fruits might be, neither she nor Captain Bill could guess. The way wound here and there for some distance, till finally they came to a more open space, all carpeted with sea-flowers of exquisite colorings. Although Trot did not know it, these flowers resembled the rare orchids of earth in their fanciful shapes and marvelous hues. The child did not examine them very closely, for across the carpet of flowers loomed the magnificent and extensive palaces of the mermaids. These palaces were built of coral, white, pink, and yellow being used, and the colors arranged in graceful designs. The front of the main palace, which now faced them, had circular ends connecting the straight wall, not unlike the architecture we are familiar with, yet there seemed to be no windows to the building, although a series of archways served as doors. Arriving at one of the central archways, the band of sea maidens separated, Princess Clea and Merla leading Trot and Captain Bill into the palace, while the other mermaids swam swiftly away. "'to their own quarters.'
1: "'Welcome,'
0: said Clea in her sweet voice.
1: "'Here you are surrounded only by friends, "'and are in perfect safety. "'Please accept our hospitality as freely as you desire, "'for we consider you honoured guests. "'I hope you will like our home,'
0: she added a little shyly.
1: "'We are sure to, dear
0: Princess,' Trot hastened to say. Then Clea escorted them through the archway and into a lofty hall. It was not a mere grotto, but had smoothly built walls of pink coral inlaid with white. Trot at first thought there was no roof, but looking upward she could see the water all above them. But the princess, reading her thoughts, said with a smile,
1: "'Yes, there is a roof, or we would be unable to keep all the sea-people out of our palace.' "'but the roof is made of glass, to admit the light.' "'Glass!'
0: cried the astonished child.
1: "'Then it must be an awfully big pane of glass.' "'It is,'
0: agreed Clea.
1: "'Our roofs are considered quite wonderful, "'and we owe them to the fairy powers of our Queen. "'Of course, you understand there is no natural way to make glass under water.'
0: "'No, indeed,' said Captain Bill. "'and then he asked, "'Does your queen live here?'
1: "'Yes. "'She's waiting now in a throne room "'to welcome you. "'Shall we go in?' I, "'I'd love to,'
0: "'replied Trot rather timidly. "'But she boldly followed the princess, "'who glided through another arch "'into a small room, "'where several mermaids were reclining "'upon couches of coral. "'They were beautifully dressed "'and wore many sparkling jewels.'
1: "'Her Majesty is awaiting the strangers, Princess Clea,'
0: announced one of them.
1: "'You are asked to enter at once.' "'Come, then,'
0: said Clea, once more taking Trot's hand. "'She led the girl through still another arch, while Merla followed just behind them, escorting Captain Bill. "'They now entered an apartment so gorgeous that the child fairly gasped with astonishment.' The Queen's throne room was indeed the grandest and most beautiful chamber in all the ocean palaces. Its coral walls were thickly inlaid with mother-of-pearl, exquisitely shaded, and made into borders and floral decorations. In the corners were cabinets upon the shelves, of which many curious shells were arranged, all beautifully polished. The floor glittered with gems arranged in patterns of flowers like a brilliant carpet. Near the center of the room was a raised platform of -of mother-of-pearl, upon which stood a couch thickly studded with diamonds, rubies, emeralds, and pearls. Here reclined Queen Aquareine, a being so lovely that Trot gazed upon her spellbound, and Captain Bill took off his sailor-cap and held it in his hands. All about the room were grouped other mother of pearl couches, not raised like that of the queen, and upon each of these reclined a pretty mermaid. They could not sit down as we do, Trot readily understood, because of their tails, but they rested very gracefully upon the couches, with their trailing gauzy robes arranged in fleecy folds. When Clea and Merla escorted the strangers down the length of the great room, "'Toward the royal throne, they met with pleasant looks and smiles on every side, "'for the sea maidens were too polite to indulge in curious stares. "'They paused just before the throne, "'and the queen raised her head upon one elbow to observe them.
1: "'Welcome, Mary,' she said. "'And welcome, Captain Bill. "'I trust you are pleased with your glimpse of the life beneath the surface of the sea?' "'I am!'
0: answered Trot, looking admiringly at the beautiful face of the Queen. "'It's all mighty curious and strange-like,' said the sailor, slowly. i I'd no idea you mermaids were like this at all.'
1: "'Allow me to explain that it was to correct your wrong ideas about us that led me to invite you to visit,' replied the Queen. "'We usually paid little heed to the earth-people,' for we are quite content in our own dominions but of course we know all that goes on upon your earth so when princess clea chanced to overhear your absurd statements concerning us we were greatly amused and decided to let you see with your own eyes just what we are like
0: i'm glad you did answered captain bill "'dropping his eyes in some confusion as he remembered his former description of the mermaids.
1: "'Now that you are here,'
0: continued the Queen, in a cordial, friendly tone,
1: "'you may as well remain with us a few days and see the wonderful sights of our ocean.' "'I'm much obliged to you, ma'am,' said Trot, "'and I'd love to stay ever so much. "'But Mother worries just dreadful if we don't get home in time.' "'I'll arrange all that,'
0: said Rain with a smile.
1: "'How?'
0: asked the girl.
1: "'I will make your mother forget the passage of time, "'so she will not realize how long you were away. "'Then she cannot worry.' "'Can you do that?'
0: inquired Trot.
1: "'Very easily. "'I will send your mother into a deep sleep "'that will last until you are ready to return home. "'Just at present?' "'She is seated in her chair by the front window, engaged in knitting.'
0: The Queen paused to raise an arm and wave it slowly to and fro.
1: Then she added, "'Now your good mother is asleep, little Mary, "'and instead of worries, I promise you, she will have pleasant dreams.' "'Won't somebody rob the house while she's asleep?'
0: asked the child anxiously.
1: "'No, my dear. My charm will protect the house from any intrusion.' "'Oh, well, that's fine, then,'
0: exclaimed Trot in delight. "'It's just wonderful,' said Captain Bill. "'I wish I knew it was so. "'Trot's mother has an awful sharp tongue when she's worried.'
1: "'You may see for yourselves,'
0: declared the Queen, and waved her hand again. "'At once they saw before them the room in the cottage,' "'with Mary's mother asleep by the window. "'Her knitting was in her lap, "'and the cat lay curled up beside her chair. "'It was all so natural that Trot thought "'she could hear the clock over the fireplace tick. "'After a moment the scene faded away, "'when the Queen asked with another
1: smile, "'Are you satisfied?' "'Oh, yes!'
0: cried Trot.
1: "'But how could you do it?' "'It's a form of mirage,'
0: was the reply.
1: "'We are able to bring any earth scene before us whenever we wish. "'Sometimes these scenes are reflected above the water, "'so that mortals also observe them.'
0: "'I've seen them,'
1: said Captain Bill, nodding.
0: "'I've seen mirages, but I never knowed what caused them before.'
1: "'Whenever you see anything you do not understand, "'and wish to ask questions, I will be very glad to answer them,' said the Queen." "'One thing bothers me,'
0: said Trot.
1: "'Why we don't get wet, being in the ocean, with all this water around us?' "'That is because no water really touches you,'
0: explained the Queen.
1: "'Your bodies have been made just like those of the mermaids, "'in order that you may fully enjoy your visit with us. "'One of our peculiar qualities is that water is never permitted "'to quite touch our bodies or our gowns. "'Always there remains a very small space, "'hardly a hair's-breadth between us and the water, "'which is the reason we are always warm and dry.' "'I see,' said Trot. "'That's why you don't get soggy or withered.' "'Exactly,'
0: laughed the Queen, "'and the other mermaids joined in her merriment. "'I suppose that's how we can breathe without gills,' "'remarked Captain Bill thoughtfully.'
1: Yes, the airspace is constantly replenished from the water, which contains air, and this enables us to breathe as freely as you do upon the earth. But we have fins!
0: said Trot, looking at the fin that stood upright on Captain Bill's back.
1: Yes, they allow us to guide ourselves as we swim, so they are very useful.
0: They make us more finished! said Captain Bill with a chuckle then suddenly becoming grave, he asked. How about my rheumatics, ma'am? Ain't I likely to get stiffened up with all this dampness?
1: No, indeed,
0: the queen answered.
1: There is no such thing as rheumatism in all our domains. I promise, no evil result shall follow this visit to us. So please, be as happy and contented as possible.